bag at the top. It's good, it's happening, well organized life. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Ooh, we, man. Hey, man, look, I'm here with the Black Panther. Black Dot Bookstore Cultural Center. Hey, brother Kazende. Yes. Come here, real quick. Yeah, real fast. <laughs> we ain't gonna say that. On... Yeah, come on, real fast. We have to begin. Ain't nobody heard you. Come on, man. Look, we had the Black Dot Bookstore Cultural Center, man, with uh, Black Panther, man. Uh, he in town for a while, man. Um, you know we had it again. <laughs> so we had it again, and uh, you know we just had a powerful class, bro. Yeah, man. Um, real proud class. First of all, let me show you. These. You ain't seen these yet, right? In person? Mm -hmm. Last time I was in here. Oh, that's good. <laughs> all right, here we go right here, yo. They, he's pretty tight right here, man, y'all. Uh, go to Abjuwa Sizer, nigga. That's right. Come here, my partner. Real quick, get back here, man. Hey. Uh, shout out to Sarnetta TV too, yo. Thanks for putting the video up, Sar. Appreciate you, man. Get right here, man. My partner right here, because in there, y'all might don't know, man. Uh, he's president of the Black Dot Bookstore and Cultural Center. Uh, this is my main man. He actually bought me a board, allowed me uh, to be part of this thing right here, man. You want to say something real quick, bro? What's up, fam? How you doing? Peace. I'm acting like y'all talking back to me because I'm, I'm thinking about something real funny to say about my man. <laughs> I ain't got you yet. But, uh, <laughs> ain't gonna get it. But it's, but it's, <laughs> it's coming, but uh, glad to have you in the house, in our house. When you come in the city, please come by and check us out. Address, man. Peace. 6984 Main Street. Main Street. Locked on your GA. He told me I couldn't get him. And that's Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore. Thank you. Y'all can Google that. And um, you know, I don't, I don't have people around me nothing. I say experts in subject matter. What, what subject matter your experts? Yeah. You what you like to do? What you like to teach? Uh, I like politics. Mm. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna be bringing a class to Sardinetta TV. You know what I'm saying? I'm Raw Squad dealing with the politics. Um, it kind of changed my mind on politics a little bit. Uh, very important. What I, what I try to press upon you, or anyone is, politics is the management system of our economy, our community. You can interchange community with economy, so and everything we do is politics in it. So we're not engaging in someone else's controlling. We can't control what we do, particularly in our own area. And I've seen it working firsthand. You know what I'm talking about. Situation. And you come out here? Yeah. How you worked in how you did that. You know what I'm talking about? We can't say it. You know what I'm talking about, right? I've seen it in so seen it with my own eyes, how it's so important, you know what I'm saying, to be integrated and understand your community. Well, I think what's what's important is that since we control the politics in this community, we're in partnership with the city government, we're in partnership with the police department, we're in partnership with the education system. So it's incumbent upon us enough to develop relationships that is mutual mutual respect. So when things do happen, we can talk instead of jabbing at each other. And at the end of the day, we all were able to understand what needed to be done. So police understood what needed to be done. We as men in the community knew what needed to be done. We took action. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there. We took action, right? But we didn't break the law. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, but I'm a firm believer that 
and the more black men stand up in their communities, the more we can create the community of what we all know we don't need. So you allow a pervert, you allow drugs, you allow thieves in your community. Mm -hmm. You know, it don't always have to be the police that police that. That's right. You know, and, and that's the community that we're trying to build right here. So no, we're building that, and, and we, you know, uh, Green Love Kitchen, you know what I'm saying, uh, right here, Cornerstone. And I just really appreciate the way y'all been moving. You know what I'm saying? This thing, I seen this thing on the video. I don't know what video it was. Mm -hmm. Right? And I seen Black somebody came video. Yeah. yeah. Right? And this before, and you know what I mean? I was like, man, that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? And then when I actually came down, I still didn't recognize that that was the actual place in the video. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not until after we started building this right here. But I realized, wow, you know what I'm saying? That this is, you know what I'm saying? But, man, right there, man, uh, yo, you like running community. You like the, uh, what? The, I'm the business, I, I, what is it called? The, uh, I'm the liaison, liaison. I'm the political liaison between yeah. the Latonia yeah. Business Association and the city government. Right. Um, I'm kind of an elder as well. Um, Say that old music in there, yo. You know that old music. Hey, <laughs> I ain't ashamed of that. <laughs> the 70s produced the best music. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I, I see y'all. But I didn't all say genre, All genres was in the 70s. But I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Didn't say yeah, I said that. I feel you. I read you. I ain't going to argue with you today. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this, is, this is a small town. It's one square mile. It's 97% black. We got less than 3% crime in this town. It's a poor city right now, but it won't be poor for very long. Every business in this two block strip is black owned, half the buildings are owned by brothers and sisters. So we're not just putting businesses, we're buying the bill. We, we attend city council meetings every month, we're engaged, right? So if we want to change the trajectory, we got to get involved, we can't just talk about it. We don't, we're not sideline preachers around here. We, we actually get engaged in the community. The community. This is where I need it. We got the young boys coming in here, the 12 year olds, 13, 14 year olds. You know, we raising them up. That's our responsibility. So, uh, this town, we believe, we call it the new Black Wall Street. This town could be a model for what the black community, black community can do nationally and globally by showing the way, being active, getting involved, bringing all the pieces together to make sure that we work. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be easy. Change brings friction. So we have our friction, but mm. we in this not to win the battle, we in this to win the war. That's a fact. That's what's up. But I think yeah. the most important thing he did for me, he reached down. Right? He wasn't selfish. He could have been selfish. You want to say reach across? Okay, reach across. How you want to say it? And he reached out. So he could have been like, ah. You know what I'm saying? He kind of got on my nerves. Like, come on, what you going to do? Huh? Remember that, right? I do. Well, it's, it's how many of us are in position to start our own takes capital, right? Yeah. So Green Love Kitchen gave me the opportunity, they gave me a little 12 by 9 spot to set up my bookstore. Right. That didn't cost me a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So when this space came available, I'm like pay it forward. So give another brother a shot. One day you might have your own garments, sneaker store, whatever it is you mm -hmm. want. And then some other young brother and sister gonna come around and be like, hey, you gonna get them a leg up. So you know for those of us that are serious and putting in work, that's how we got to do it. We can't, again, we can't sit on the sidelines talking about if I could have, would have, should have. No. We, we, we actually do it and get people a spot. You put the work in and then you build. That's how we nation build, one block at a time.
Hey, appreciate you, bro. We're gonna do this regular man. Make sure you uh, come through. I'll get you, brother. I'm gonna find something. I'll get you. You gonna try? See, that's the thing. You ain't too old to get anybody at this point. You ain't get nobody. Man. How you gonna get? Y'all might not to see me, but but I got an unk stopper for you. I just every time he get got in here, I got something for him. I just want you to listen. Oh man, he ain't got me thinking about it. Listen. <laughs> that bill was put up there specifically for the unk check. Every time he get checked in here, and it's more than what you think, oh, man, I have to run over there and ring the bell. Oh, man. See, he just... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. He ring that bell based off a of level of not understanding information. <laughs> I already know. All right, so... What did you just say? I said you ring that bell based off of not understanding the information. <laughs> There you go again. So look, anyway, moving forward, so we got these two. You look at them two then. Mm -hmm. I looked at them, you know, you know I ain't from oh, up north. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up north right? <laughs> That's the up north stuff. The up, up north, north Nat Turner. The yeah, up so north 99. Deals, so look, um, anyway, we had a powerful class in here, man. Um, this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, what was you teaching on? Jamaica. I did a uh, class on Obeya. Uh, science comes out of uh, the Igbo people of Nigeria and uh, how it transforms through time in association with the UK's uh, Netflix series. Mm -hmm. so they got a character there named Bushmaster, mm -hmm. in which he's using Obeya to fight the, the main protagonist. Mm -hmm. I knew a lot of people wouldn't get what they really meant when they said the word obey mm. because it's different at different time periods and it takes up kind of kind of a general turn when it gets to Jamaica. So I needed to tell people how it got from the Ashanti people from Ghana to Jamaica to what it is today. So that's what I was teaching on, you know, he was covering uh, scientific racism, which was a great class. I don't think a lot of people knew a lot of those facts. I don't think a lot of people knew uh, history of what science has been through as a body of knowledge, the black people that were associated with early uh, models and different components of what they created, uh, what science opinion was on certain things. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, just lump it all together. But that's kind of what we hear, you know, to point out the details uh, within the framework to say, hey, I know you probably think of it this way, but look at it from this uh, perspective. Right. Let's take a look at the other yeah. part. Brother Wachawu gave a great class on how Metamnetra works. Got some people to read Metamnetra. Got some people to recite Metamnetra. Got uh, broke down the uh, the basic functions of Metamnetra and how we read it and get into the text, which is always helpful because uh, you know everybody's fascinated with Egypt. So my argument is, you're fascinated with Egypt, but not fascinated enough to learn how to read what they wrote. Yeah, There's a problem there. There's a problem there. So if you really, uh, and we talk about people that are proponents of Egypt, you know, they not only do they just wear unks, you know, they, they change their names, they, they have all these uh, iconography in their house, uh, all of their subject matter or expertise is Egypt. So nothing wrong with being that, but do it to the max, you know? Go all the way in, immerse mm -hmm. yourself 
in Egyptian culture, and the best way to do that is the language. I promise you if you do that, you will find out that a lot of people are lying about Egypt, making stuff up about Egypt, and you will understand that Egypt may not be what you thought it was in totality. There may be some extra ingredients here and there that you might not have known about, their relationship with bordering nations that they wrote about. So it's always a good practice. Brother Ujau uh, teaches class, you know, um, on Seabound University, seabounduniversity.com. Go on there and sign up for class. So uh, he gave a great presentation. I think it was real powerful. We had a full, you know, we had a full in here. Yeah, man, that was that, that was real encouraging right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To actually have. Yeah, shout out to the, um, to the RBG Hebrews that came through. Yeah, we had the Hebrews you know, in here. We, uh, we had a good good crowd, man. Good crowd. And nobody surprise, left early. You didn't, surprise, you didn't. Well, did they came? So we just had a nice, the crowd was yeah, 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 yeah. So you, know, you know, we born. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. I know we, I yeah, mean, we do the library tours. We might have yeah. five, seven people show up. Yeah. You know, because we kept moving the spots. But now I think that we got a home now. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, got to keep those going. I think we're going to keep it going, man. We're going to have members. We have Mossy Clan members coming through teaching. Um, I mean, it's just a wonderful space we're in to prove that we just not no internet dude. You know what I'm saying? Never you got to have your own spot. Something that you got some ownership in. We never was that, right? Nah, I just try to tell we, people. We give lectures in the community for the sole purpose of interacting with our community because uh, there are a lot of people that look at these videos worldwide, right? But they have questions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, you can't ask that on the internet. You know, you put it in the comments, I might see it, I might not. You know, you put it in the group, I might not. I might see it, I might not. Right. I try to find you on Facebook, they might can't find you. So when you go out to the community, they get to come out and say, man, I'm the Ross Quartz having a lecture. I'm going to go there and ask him that question. Yeah, I want to ask him. Ask some heart. You know? So, and, and I heart. remember because I was that young man with Ashwa Quasi. So when he came to the, uh, the Shrine of the Black Madonna about three years ago, I said, man, I'm going to go there and ask Ashwa this question. I've been wanting to ask him since I started looking at his videos. And I got up there and I took that opportunity. So I know how encouraging and how uh, special that can be for somebody coming into the community, somebody that's been studying, somebody that's, you know, that looks up to us as far as a knowledge base is concerned to ask them questions. So we come out to the community. That's my favorite part, interacting with the people because we, don't, we always underestimate our influence. We always underestimate... Uh, what people actually think about us, what people actually take the time to look at our videos and material. So to meet somebody that's appreciative and just want to build with you, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. So. It's catching on, um, slowly but surely. And I never expected everybody to follow us anyway, because what we got ain't easy to hack. It takes a level of focus, takes a level of concentration, takes a level of vigor, level of study. You know what I'm saying? To get the understanding, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we've been so brainwashed with uh, um, religious ideologies, European religious ideologies, right? That, that to even try to begin to understand the origins and the biological evolution is hard because if you had uh, trained in traditional African systems, right? The concept of evolving and transformation would not be foreign to you. As a matter of fact, it would be embedded. You would understand that things transform. Now, it might not be the biological 
aspect of it, but it's showing you that these early Africans, right, had an understanding of how the natural world worked. They might not have had a microscope to go into the gene working. That ain't what we're saying. We're saying that on the same level that Charles Dawes, you know what I'm saying, was able to quote unquote understand it, then evolve and transform. That's not a new idea. Like he go back, you can go back in the time, you can follow the Muslim, the Muslim, Muslim thinkers, Al right? He understood that. He, he wrote a, he wrote an encyclopedia, the book of animals. I'm saying the same matter of fact, Charles Dole write a book, right? Um I got in my bag, I'm gonna grab it. The book is doing the same thing. It's just kind of talking about animals. <laughs> <laughs> right? Most people make that animals. mistake and I'm gonna get that and show you. Yeah, if you, you, if you look mistake. at the title, you get fooled. You, you get fooled up because but you don't If you understand. look in the book, you're like, oh. You get it. I, and, and I showed that. I walked around and, and actually showed that. But then if you're gonna go back to the um, Arabs, uh, how do these Arabs uh, uh, get to a Get to a level, right? They they, they translated Greek, Persian, uh, uh, Egyptian texts. I'm saying they, they, the House of Wisdom. You, you feel me? So you got the Greeks kind of understanding that, and then you go back to you go back to Kemet, and then you see that these brothers is really having. They, they really was understanding how the natural world functioned. But go ahead, Ben. African nations don't argue against evolution. They, no, that's funny, right? <laughs> they don't. You know, if that if that was truly a false narrative. You would see it in their scholars. You would see it in their symposiums. They have their own symposiums. They have their own scholarly uh, publishers. You don't see it. Muslim thinkers don't even do it. The, the people that search with the, with the Muslims, they don't argue that. Because they know they had typing and typing um, um, uh, Arab thinkers on, Islam, on, on, on evolution. Seeing it only be us <laughs> at this point. It's just our But you know, it's, 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 mis, it's miseducation that we, we all probably received in school. Because, like, I was telling uh, my wife, the reason why I didn't understand evolution coming in is because, first of all, evolution in my school was probably one, two of these pages. The first page was a picture of Charles Darwin. The second page was Charles Darwin, Theory of Evolution. People come from monkeys. Next page. <laughs> and a whole new topic. That was it. That was, that, was a, that was my high school experience with evolution. So that's pretty much what I thought about evolution until I was an adult. So, you know, our miseducation starts with our upbringing of, uh, of education and, and schooling. We don't get books like this. No. This book was not in my library. So see what the title is right here, the extended version of the title. On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection. Or, or the Preservation of Favorite Races in the Struggle for Life. So yeah. if you read that, you'll be like, oh, this book is about race. Yeah, you're all gone. You're just gone. So they was using uh, race here, not for the modern connotation, they were using for variety. Right. And if you look at the front of the book, <laughs> it kind of already tells you that he ain't going to be talking about humans. Ain't nothing about animals on the front of this book. Yeah, he don't even mention humans in here too much. As a matter of fact, the whole, there, there absolutely no human skeleton on here at all. So, you know, like I was trying to show people that it was about birds, trees, different varieties of things like this, plants. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it never was, it never was that. And so, you know, my enemies, and I'm going to say they're my enemies, they're enemies against the community of getting uh, true, true enlightenment. You know what I'm saying? They try to use this, I mean, against us. But they haven't read it. They haven't read it, though. That's the point. They don't even own the book. 
they go online and, and take a creationist statement because you got the creationists, the, the very thing they claim to hate. These people claim to hate religion, right? They're very religious. They're very religious. It's, it's, it's funny because we've had this conversation many times. The more you, the more you go into the pseudoscience realm, the more you become the very thing in which you are. Yes. So in this community, we have professed a hate for white people, a hate for religious theologies and ideologies and the, and the monotheistic uh, way of life. But the more you go into the school realm, you start to sound like that. Sounds just like him. You sound like all of them. <laughs> sound like him. Every, every colonizing... Every great colonizer, we start to sound like this. Number one, we start saying we the master race. Yep. That's yep. sound familiar. Yep. Uh, number two, we start saying that you know, uh, there's no, there's no. Uh, okay. That uh, you know, your God's better than everybody else's. Yep. We got the God. That was the whole basis behind slavery. Yep. <laughs> To a team. Right. You start to say, uh, you know, white man science. Oh man. Yeah. Man. You know, did you know what what do you think white people are saying when they say you into that voodoo voodoo stuff? That's their version of what we say about white man science. When it's all airway, it's all the same herbs. They just picking them and doing different things with them. But they all picking herbs. They all using medicine to cure diseases and ailments. But you start to sound just like them. Yeah, you call it evil. We, we, matter of fact, uh, they white man signs of evil. I voodoo wrong. It was an excellent point that was brought up. The Hebrew brother saying, well, "What about you know blood ritual sacrifice?" Yes. It was like, yo, you gotta go with you the Bible for that. So they, you know, in the book of, the book of Exodus, Moses, uh, 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 what, what cuts the throat of a bison. He does. Fills up a uh, dish, a bowl of blood, and he sprinkled the blood on everybody. We didn't talk about that. Because he was really trying to ask you, we kind of killed him. Because he was really, because you, you know, you had on your, your garb and all that traditional thing. He was really trying to throw a slight little bit. Maybe, I mean, a little bit. He was really. Maybe. Yeah, because you know, why would you ask that? You forget about the book of Exodus. <laughs> but that makes people, I'm glad he asked that, because that makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so we need to answer the questions that make people uncomfortable. You can't be no Hebrew uncomfortable with sacrifice. Because they hold religion nah, based around sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You know and, I, and I don't think he is uncomfortable. Yeah, you know what I mean? They did that. I don't, well, I don't know. know when it stopped. When did it stop? When the Christians when, came? When, the, when, it, when it became religiousized. And they, and, and it's the same. in the book to say don't do it no more? No, you I have know. to go. Right. You, you would have to be a Christian not to do it. The Christians do it slick. They whole religion is based off of killing the sacrifice. The whole listen, yeah. All of Christianity is based off of the sacrifice of blood. He gave the blood of Christ. You drink it. Drink of my blood. And eat of my flesh. Disgusting. Disgusting. The prominent tenant. So I'm wrong. I'm wrong for 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 animals. But you eat flesh and blood. But who? See see how they got you? See that? Yeah, they got them. See, that's a, oh, that's, and, and you know, and we make the point that man, you got the Mayans, did it, the Aztec, all y'all uh, elbow, they call them elbows, <laughs> elbows, man. <laughs> was it elbows? 
Oh, yeah, elbow. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's all they did over here. They was real super blood. So, I don't want to hear this about Africa. This, that. I don't want to hear that, man. Most people don't like, study. Like I explained to the brother, uh, it's the highest con uh, concentration of energy in the body. So an energy exchange requires energy. So like Wujawa pointed out, when scientists did a study of they can take different things from the body, you can still be alive. But when they took that red stuff, your ATP is out of there. Therefore, you get out of there. So that's what we mean by the highest concentration of energy, which we use for exchanges. So. I was glad the brother asked that question. It was a good question because I'm sure somebody else uh, wanted to ask that or, uh, you know, was wondering about that. And I don't shy away from those questions. Some people do try to go around or whatever. No, I'm going to give it to you real, man. That's our culture. That's our tradition. Uh, most places in Africa, that's the law of the land. And, you know, it's always funny to me when, it's, when people are uncomfortable because they'll say, Oh, you guys, you slaughter those defenses. <laughs> Leave here and go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> huh? What about them what about them what about them beef tips you had for lunch yesterday? What you think though happened with those animals? So it's 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 funny to me. It's, it's funny to me. It's no, it's done on purpose. Because they understand what they do, right? They they get what they do, and so let's let's come here, uh, bookstore y'all come to bookstore get this. John G. Jackson. Yeah, introduction to African civilization, right? John Jackson, right? Uh, you got um, let's see who wrote the introduction in this, because he talks about uh, you, as a matter of fact, you go to the Pentecostal, uh, and it's another person. African origin of man. So he's talking about uh, evolution in that chapter, right? Yeah. So uh, when you come to the first forward, the forward, uh, you have the forward is written by Uniga Rashidi, right? And let's see who um, the introduction is written by. So you're not going to write an introduction to a book that you're not in agreement with. No. Okay? And so since you're talking about the origin of civilization, right there. Well, yeah. you, you just hit a point though right there. All of our great scholars that y'all love and, and, and quote. Who wrote that? Oh, it's John Henry Clark. John Henry Clark. So <laughs> so y'all was busy so, so laughing, ben, throwing tomatoes at Unc and this and that. Throwing tomatoes. Yo, you teaching the monkey city community. So let's 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 do a quick count. We got John G. Jackson. John G. Jackson. We got John Henry Clark. John Henry Clark. We got Dr. Ben. Dr. Ben. We got Renoko Rashid. Nigga Rashid. We got Charles Finch. Charles Finch, who just did an excellent presentation with his daughter. Yep. Talking about evolution. On his page on Facebook, if you don't believe me. He was talking about the synthesize, how vitamins he synthesized in the skin. Right. Based on how he was he was hitting them. Like he Go ahead. And he was naming all the fossils, osteopithecus and all that. Okay, evolution. Jesus, go ahead. Check out the show. Facts. He, man, you already know. <laughs> you already know the great that Seneca Lee's doctor was killer. Theophile O'Banga. You had to, you went there, did you not go there? Yep. Yep, went there. Yeah, I went to Check out the show University mm -hmm. in Senegal and they killing it over there. Mm -hmm. You know, they they got a whole they got a whole science department. They kill. So you're just not stuck in America, 
Oh, no. on YouTube. Oh no, you know, that's I, why got, I, got, I got I got the travel. That's why we don't see Black Panther too much. Yeah, I, I, I'm out of there. I, I, I'm here as least less as possible. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so, so I don't want to hear this. Most of them people take a vacation once in their lifetime right. and make a whole career off. Right. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not on the beach when I when I go to Africa. I, I mean, I may hit one. But you know, I'm I'm there so wait, always to get information. Right. So, you know, so uh, you know, are we we up to seven of our great scholars. Ivan Van Sertemon, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we up to eight scholars now of our greatest. Uh, some people say our golden age. It was in which you know. Oh, forgot forgot one. <laughs> forgot one. So, Man, God, civilization. So, they go Ivan work. So uh, blacks and science. What is what is so so Ancient how did mind. how do we get from these great minds to now make of anything it being it being looked at as, as almost taboo? Did we did we was there a, a men in black thing where they just <laughs> they just hit us with the flashy thingy and we forgot that these great scholars <laughs> supported evolution? Is no, that what happened? No. Or was it that y'all never really read these books? No, well, this, no, no, we got we got to talk about that oh, because a lot of people yeah, that's it. they 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 advocate John Jackson, John McCall, Dr. Ben, Check and Joe, Ivan Van Sir. You'll hear people say their names all the time how great they are. But I don't think y'all really took the time to read their work. Because if you did, you would have a different you would have a different opinion on evolution. And when we show you that your master teacher supported evolution, you still you still have a debate stance against us. That's called cognitive discipline. If you didn't know, and confirmation bias. When somebody shows you some new information that contradicts your information that's solid and you cannot change your opinion, it's called confirmation bias. So we have to understand that we got Albert Churchwood here, right? White boy. But who did, who did this guy write a book with? Who, who did the forward for his book, Signs and Symbols of the Pre- uh, John Henry Clark. John, John Henry Clark. He brought oh, him back. He actually, John Henry Clark actually brought him back in the French. Because he knew we needed it. So, and so the reason they would have taught that. <laughs> let, let's talk about why they would have taught that. Because I thought we were trying to find our origin. That's the point. And, 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 and those origins have been replaced by spookism. I'm just I'm just gonna keep it a hundred. We got we got tales of some big head scientists making us and, and making white folks. We, we we got tales of, of, of us coming from a planet. We got all these, but your master teachers who y'all agree with us and say these are some of our greatest teachers, they didn't believe that. They believed in evolution. They believed in the evolution of man. So what's the joke? I, the joke's on the joke's on you, Jack, I guess. I don't know. What's the game? I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Cause I cause y'all telling on yourselves. Y'all know y'all ain't read these books. But, but but this is the funny thing. They will tell you That's the first place I came across y'all. They will tell you yeah, right here they call you call them sir. You call him Sir Charles Dog. So the the funny thing is when you come into the conscious community and you be like, what do I need to read? Everybody had that point. Where they was like, I'm new. I 
want to learn about my people, what do I read? And your teacher say, Dr. Ben, mother of civilization, John G. Jackson, man God civilization, John G. Jackson, the origin of African civilization. They'll recommend these, right? They sure will. And turn right around. And turn right around and tell you that evolution is just a theory. So that you're telling on yourself. You didn't read these. And you should never recommend a book that you never read. You should never do it because you don't know what's inside of it. And when they come back with questions about evolution and you tell them to the contrary what's in this book, you confuse them. You confuse them. I remember asking Ashwell Quasi about evolution. I said, Bob, what do you think about evolution? You know what he said to me? What? He said, we're just going to ignore all those African hominids in Africa? <laughs> That's what he said to me. Which tells me he was a real student of this man. That's right. A real student of Dr. Ben. Because he knew. You ask other people that claim to be students, they will, they will tell you something against Dr. Ben, but claim that he was the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, how? <laughs> I'm like, it's like, it's like, it's like, he ain't only, it's, 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 it's others, but it's like studying from Michael Jordan and being against the fadeaway. Yeah, how you gonna be against the fadeaway? How do you do that? In the dunk. I don't like the dunk. Dunk is the first, it's the first half, it's the first detective. Yeah, I, I don't like the dunk, and then it's the, not effective. Yeah. But I'm a student of Jordan. I, I trained with him. No, you didn't. No, you couldn't have because you know that was a So y'all telling on yourselves in the community at the end of the day. At the end of the day, y'all telling on yourselves and y'all telling who, us who y'all real master teachers are. So you come to just an idea of the afterlife by Wallace B. Burris. And we talked about uh, evolution being an African concept, right? And so you come to page 27 and you talk about Kepita. Then he gets into the part. He says, we, we must notice in passing that the God whose words we have quoted above declares that he evolved himself under the form of Kepita, where Kepita means evolved too, right? So the God, right, evolved, you know what I'm saying? He evolved himself as Kepita, okay? And he goes on to say, and that his name is Osiris, the primordial matter, of primordial matter. See how he repeated that, right? And that as a result, Osiris is identical with Kepita in respect of his evolution. And with birth, the word rendered evolution is kepita, literally rollings, and that rendered primordial matter is yacht, the original stuff about which everything is made. It's not, we talked about, if you study traditional African uh, uh, systems, which you have taken on. The whole damn monster plan. Okay, monster plan warriors. Up, right? Flies to those crimes. Not. <laughs> if you study traditional Africa and their systems, the the the, the cosmos, all that is based off of things transforming and everything being interconnected. And I say this over and over again. Evolution is not a new idea on planet Earth. Okay? It's just not that. It's not. I'm saying this thing was passed down. It took Europeans 
at around the 18th century or whatever to start to realize everything is everything. How long ago did we realize? We wasn't just saying everything was everything just to say. We didn't just go outside and say everything is everything. It was a systematic study of interrelationships, interworking, that made you realize that everything was great. And me and you talked about how we built things uh, uh, like the community was biodegradable. The way you did things, you know what I'm saying? The way they, they balanced things out was based off of observation of nature. Whereas though the Europeans, uh, they, they, the, the, the Romans, these niggas, they, they, they smoked uh, lead. Yeah, they studied the green, the, the they ice and green. Harm nature right. Of building what, with nature. What, they was harmed because they didn't know. Now they know they try to, they still do it. They still do it. But it's just, it just shows you how long they've been on the planet. Not long enough to recognize the real education. Now, now the medicine has become evolutionary mind. I, and I showed you in the lecture that. The, uh, the Nubians had evolutionary mind medicine because they was dealing with uh, 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 antibiotics. And we also found an article that talks about uh, 7,000 compounds of medicine out of Africa. So they're taking the medicine out of Africa and then they're putting it in the stores and they charge you crazy prices. It's also an article uh, on there about uh, HIV cures coming from Africa. They're studying yeah, HIV. Right yeah, they're they're studying cures coming out of Africa. Because so, they was behind on that. They was trying to use uh -huh. European outside of African populations, and it was the African scientists like, man, and I forget the name of the author. Shout out to Sister Kyle. She relayed the information to me. Uh, she sent it to me, and I'll make sure I uh, have it in a link maybe in this video, right? And it was talking about how uh, they was trying to ignore Africa and understanding how to fight AIDS or fight cancer. Trying to ignore that, but then they had to realize the most diverse gene pool. That's how you know we was the original, because we had the most diverse genes. You know what I'm saying? And the lush greenery, the herbs, the medicine is in Africa. You can't get that in, in, in ice, in ice giant. Europe and, and cold Asia <laughs> and, 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 and brown desert Australia. No, you don't get that. No, you had to go to rainforest. South America, right. South America is an excellent place. You gotta go um, where the animals and the plants and all diverse. that stuff. That, that's what. That's the funny part, right? Because that's where John Edmondson went. Yep. Right. He was in tropics in South America in the rainforest, right? And that's what he suggested, Darwin, you got to go there, you got to study that. So Darwin takes this trip and he go to rainforest. See, once you go to a rainforest, Africa and stuff like that, then you shut up. Because you have never seen such a collection and such a diversity that you find in the rainforest. That's why I, uh, uh, you was talking about what you was talking about as far as the medicines and all that. Right? And I brought you the article showing where they actually exploit the rainforest for the medicines. And you, and you quickly realize you're not that special. Really quickly. Very fast. You're, you, oh, humans are king. Humans are chosen, whatever, with your cell phone and your gun in your hand. Drop you off in that rainforest. Let me tell you something. I went on that uh, expedition. It was, a, it was a safari in Senegal. When you see a rhino, yeah, it make you say that Close as I am to you. Yeah, you start to realize that you're in trouble. Yeah, shoot. 
the only thing came out here was why would anybody want to hunt bunnies? You see these skin on that right is is thick is hard. That runner wasn't studying me. I was I was probably to that wall here. He wasn't studying. He looked up one time and looked down like he ain't gonna do nothing to me. <laughs> you understand? He you out. So nature, nature is beautiful, man. And nature holds a lot of cures, a lot of problems that we can get out through science and technology. But listen, how do you think they built? That's why we study evolution. That's why we study How do you think they built them? Right. They built it off that all your answers are natural anyway. I mean, all your problems are natural anyway, so all I ask you can be found in nature. got out. Found in nature. That, that everybody has this niche in nature. Mm -hmm. So you ain't that important. No. That this elephant can't squash you. <laughs> so you have to study nature because the more you study nature, you'll understand. How, why the Africans highlighted certain things? Why the Africans didn't have a problem? No animals. You study African literature, and you see all of these animals in their story, and you be like, man, these Africans are pseudo. They got monkeys.